This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Rugged Moose Cigarettes. Rugged Moose, when you want to smoke like a Canadian. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we're the co-authors of a science fiction comedy series called Prison Dad. And today, we're here to talk to you about... Silly sci-fi critters and where to find them. So we think in the spirit of Easter... We're not going to talk about zombie Jesus, rising from the dead. No, although that would be a fascinating topic for another show. Yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about some of our favorite science fiction critters. Absolutely. So, we can we can start off with uh, Monty Python of the Holy Grail. We'll do some rabbit-themed stuff and talk about the rabbit of... Cannabinog. This is a pretty amazing scene. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, the knights are questing for the Holy Grail, which, mm-hmm. as we all know, is, you know... Went so smoothly. ...the hardest thing to find. Exactly, yeah. Um, and they're wandering around, and they come to Canterbury, and, you know, one of the gentlemen says, there he is, and other guys start laughing, because it's just a bunny rabbit. Yeah, a little bunny. And he warns them, he says, don't, you know... Be fooled by its, you know, <laughs> clever representation as a bunny. It's, it's extremely dangerous. Don't you see all the bones? Yeah. Well, the first knight is heedless and wanders up to the bunny and, of course, loses his well, head. Yeah. you got to send the red shirt in first. Yes. Yeah. And then the bunny just wreaks havoc on the rest of the knights until they finally... Run away! Run away! Run away! And then the bunny's just left with piles of dead bodies and it's covered in blood. Yeah, as pretty awesome. As bunnies probably yeah. often are in real life. Pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. They are so. evil. No, they're not really... Sticking with the rabbit theme, though. Yes. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey has an awesome evil rabbit. Yes, it's an Easter bunny, actually, which is super fun and and topical. Topical. It is Easter. Um, We had ham. Yes, we had some delightful ham. (laughs) And I'm going to put it on some pretzel bagels later. But anyway, um, Mm. so this is, you know, Ted and Bill. Snacks pretzel bagels. (laughs) When you want to have a bagel like a... Anyway. Yes. Anyway, um, so Bill and Ted, you know, they go to hell in Bill and Ted's bogus journey because, you know, that's what happens when they die, and then they end up coming out of there. But while they're in hell, the devil says, uh, yeah, because it came out when I was, like, 15 years old. I hope people have seen it by now. Uh, Sorry if you haven't. I don't know what you've been doing. Um, But anyway, so they go to hell. The devil says they can choose their, you know, eternity in hell, and... Ted's are, you know, his military academy instructor who orders him to do infinity push-ups and an evil Easter bunny because when he was a kid, he stole his brother's Easter basket and made him cry. So now the bunny is chasing after him and forcing him to eat candy. And it's a very disturbing bunny rabbit, you know? Kind of like the bunny rabbits that they make you sit on their laps at the mall and they're, like, pink and disturbing looking. You can't see their eyes. Yes, exactly. That's what I told... Jeff's mom earlier today. I'm <laughs> afraid of bunnies, mall bunnies, and clowns because you know. You no, you said you like Santa Claus because you can see his eyes see his and you eyes know he's a soul. Human. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially true. So that's an evil bunny. That's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then you also have the amazing Banicula. So when I was a young girl, um, I was a huge avid reader, and I really loved the stories of Benicula. I believe there were three books out when I was a kid. There might be more now. My kid is one. Did you Benic- get that for him? I did not. Maybe it was Joe. Because they're Joe Spence. If you're listening to this, listen. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When I was when I read them, they were like things for like you know ten to twelve year olds, I guess, to read. But essentially, it's like 
Or maybe a little younger than that. I mean, they, but they were, like, novels, so it wasn't for, yeah. like, little... Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. But anyway, it's, like, this family, and they have they have pets. They have a cat and a dog and a bunny. And the bunny is actually a vampire, so his name's Panicula. And, but he eats vegetables, and he, like, sucks mm-hmm. all the nutrients out of them, and then they come alive. So there's one called the Celery Stalks at Midnight, because the <laughs> came alive. You know, and it's all narrated I by the dog and the cat. And, right. yeah, they're, like, yeah. they're really, really fun stories. So, you know, I know probably everybody that's listening to this is too old to read them now, maybe. But maybe if you have kids, it's something to suggest for them. Because they're really fun stories, and they're really, you know, they, they did a great job of sort of making it sound like things that animals would say. You know, and Benicula doesn't get to speak for himself. He's just an evil bunny with sharp teeth that mm-hmm. kills in the night. Right. You know, so that's a good time. Mm-hmm. Sinister bunnies. Right, right. Moving off of our Easter bunny kind of approach here, uh, we're going to talk about gremlins as being a, a, a sci-fi critter, because when you talk about gremlins, you're actually talking about two different critters. Yeah, you got the magua. Right, which are sweet little creatures with big ears and big eyes. And they just want to snuggle. They wanna, they're just like my dog, Sookie. But except when Sookie gets wet, she doesn't spit out fur balls that turn into more little Sookies. And if you look at, listen carefully, you can actually hear Sookie in the background. Yeah, she's... <laughs> She and Sam are a little incensed this evening, even though they've had many treats because it's Easter and my dogs eat well. So, um. <laughs> so the magua are, are, are cute, snuggly little things, but you get them wet, they multiply. Yes. You feed them after... Midnight, and then they turn into gremlins. Right. Now, the gremlins, are, there's nothing cute here. There's no going no, back once they're... they're... Like- Creepy lizard things, yeah. and, like skeletal with like claws, and they're just there to wreak teeth. havoc, like smoke a whole pack of cigarettes at once, which is kind of awesome, and drink all the beer, <laughs> yeah, and go see Snow White and throw popcorn everywhere, right? Yeah, you know they're kind of like unruly teenagers. We're we're ugly, not we're ugly. not talking about gremlins too. No, no, there's <laughs> no need to talk. You about can go listen to our sequels, prequels, and reboots podcast if you want to hear us make fun of that. Or you can also it's watch in the movie Key and Peele, <laughs> where they make fun of how bad that movie was. Key and, and Peele sequel doctor, yeah, how they made fun it's of in the movie. But um, You're but yeah, um, but so you know, gremlins, electricity. The first it's Gremlins the was a really really fun movie. It's a great movie, and yeah, they're definitely like critters. It's Mugwash funny. Are great it's, critters. It's scary. It's dramatic. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the moral of the story is, if you're going to have a pet, you have to be responsible and take good care of it, treat it well, and abide by the rules, whatever mm-hmm. those rules are. You yeah. know, dogs, it's you got to walk them, you got to uh-huh. feed them. Don't give them chocolate. Pet them, you mm-hmm. don't give them chocolate or garlic mm-hmm. or onions. With cats, it's you got to change their litter box, uh-huh. you know, feed them, obviously. Belly rubs. Let them be worn as a scarf around the <laughs> neck like Jeff's cat. You know, these things are important Oh, Poe, he likes being a scarf. If you're going to have a critter, whether it be a sci-fi critter or a real one, be responsible. Now, uh, uh, gremlins kind of knock off our ghoulies. Yeah, ghoulies are not pets, but they're definitely sci-fi critters. Um, they also wreak havoc. Some of them come out of toilets. They like to hang out at circuses. Some of them look like cats. Some of them look like tiny wolfmen. You know, ultimately, I think they were controlled by some weird magician guy. But anyway, they, like, killed a bunch of people. And they were not nice, you know? They were not they were not well-trained creatures. So watch out for those ghoulies whenever you're going to the bathroom. Because I did for years. I was terrified of that little <laughs> green guy popping up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so shifting gears. We're going to talk about the domesticated... Some, we're not going to talk about all... We're going to talk about some of the domesticated animals in the Star Wars universe. Now, 
We could do an entire podcast on just Star Wars critters alone. Probably. But we're we're just going to stick with the domesticated ones we felt was the best way to handle this within a time frame. Yes. And a reasonable file size to upload the, the podcast. Right. So the, the first one we're going to talk about are the Tauntauns. Which are awesome creatures that live on Hoth. And Don't you, you do an awesome Tauntaun impression? <laughs> That's the same thing as your Chewy. Well, it's slightly different. No. Chewy's more guttural. Yeah, well, let's hear that one then. Like <laughs> I heard that uh, Tauntauns smell worse on the inside. They probably do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're great for riding around on ice-covered planets. So they're, they're, they're native to Hoth. Yes. And according to Wikipedia, they're only found on Hoth. Yes. Um, my, my question I raised when we were doing our research for this was, you know, they're so worried about the Tauntauns going out at night and, you know, your Tauntaun will freeze by the time you hit the first marker. But, you know, where do the Tauntauns go at night for, the like, the ones that live on the planet? The ones uh, that live on Hoth. I think they probably went... And lived in caves, like the snow monster that lived there, too. They probably had to find some sort the of wampa. shelter. The wampa, yes. Mm-hmm. I have a wampa arm. For you to clean your car off? Yes, it's awesome. Did you use it a lot this year? Not this year. We really lucked out. I only had, like, ice on my windshield at, like, maybe f- ten days. We got, like, four feet of but snow that, in a matter of That was of really bad. Hours. But, but most of that was, like, <laughs> snow, though. It wasn't, like, ice, so there's nothing to scrape. Yeah, it's more. I used my broom and my neighbor's shovel. But anyway, nobody really cares about that. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so Tauntauns, I think they're really cool. You know, they're helpful creatures. Obviously, they don't go They're really made for riding, like the way their neck is and stuff to hold on well, to them. Like, sure. A yeah. lot of, you know. Anyway. What? Well, what's that? No. You know, no, what's who that? Who knows? Maybe whoever's the master of the force creates creatures that are good for riding. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my. But anyway, yeah, Tauntauns are pretty cool. But I think they probably can't go out at night because at night it gets, like, way too cold for way any too creatures cold. to be out. Yeah. And Han said, I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Because he didn't know if he was going to come back. That's how cold it gets on Hoth. So B- Banthas are the next the next one we talk about. So Banthas we really we really only see them uh, you know on Tatooine though. It says yeah, they're that they're they're found throughout the the galaxy, but kind of cool looking things like they yeah. kind of look like like woolly mammoths. They, they really do horns and lots of long gnarly hair. Yeah, long gnarly hair in the like desert. Really, really go good. School with yeah. really good to have that long they look gnarly dirty hair in the desert. And, like, they'd smell like patchouli or something. Like nah. That. <laughs> <laughs> We see the sand people riding them, oh, yeah. you know, but we see them as being kind of like friendly, friendly yeah, they're, creatures. They're pretty chill. The Bantha, kind of lazy, a little slow, kind of like snuffleupagus, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not. I almost feel anywhere. like you could walk faster than the Bantha moves, yeah. but maybe they carry things. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're good for like you know, like elef- like the elephants in Alexander. You know, oh, they're not gonna go very fast. Come on maybe now. They carry a bunch of things and they use their tusks. So had to had to go there. Kill hapless Greeks. What? Yes. <laughs> I, I think I could take a bantha in a fight though because it, they're, they're not going to fight you. I think they're sweet. They always look like you could like pet their little nosies, you know. <laughs> and they have those gnarly like horns, but other than that, yeah. yeah. So dewbacks are another. Uh, they're a lizard that are found right. on Tatooine. Another slow-moving creature. Right. Like so the du- the dewbacks are named because they lick the dew off their backs in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good times for them. Oh my! Now. We see the the you know we see the imperial stormtroopers riding the dewbacks yeah. across the desert. Yes, 
you know. Because they're like lizards. They probably hang out in the desert. They're yeah. good with that. Yeah. That makes more sense to me that, that the dewbacks would be in the desert more so than the banthas. I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like like I was saying to Jeff before, you know, camels have, have fur and they're in the desert. So who knows? I don't know. Maybe there are certain things about, you know, the climate on Tatooine that the banthas make sense at night. They have the farm Because, moisture. you know, like uh, deserts can get extremely cold at night, actually, because the sand yeah. doesn't retain heat in the it's same true. way. That's a good point. So maybe the lizard guys can't be out at night, so they have to switch it off. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, they're cool creatures. So that's our, our short stint on the domesticated. And also rancor beasts are really cool. Because they look like meatballs and have angry teeth. But we only got to see one of them in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And then he dies in his little I think every Star Wars dies. video game ever has like a level where you fight a Rancor. It's a good time. You gotta put the bone in its mouth and then it snaps it. You know? <laughs> it and you like close the door on it and the crazy meatball. S&M guy goes crazy. He, goes, yeah, little, he, he cries. Fado, his little man boobs <laughs> bouncing around. It's a good time. Poor Rancor. So we'll we'll wrap up Star Wars there, and then another franchise where there are a gazillion critters to talk about is Harry Potter, and we're gonna call yes. a couple of these out. My favorite ones are the Thestrals because you can only see them if somebody that you love dies. Right, it's very sad. So we know Luna and it's Harry beautiful. can see them. Mm-hmm. You know, and Harry sees them when he's like really starting to unravel. You know, right. when, when, like you know, well, he's, Luna's he's really always seen this. them, and she just accepts it because her mother died in front of her. But no one ever trusts Luna about seeing them because she's she's, she's kind of cuckoo bananas. Yeah. I mean, she also talks about Nargles, which nobody believes in, but I think Nargles have to be real because sometimes I'm thinking something brilliant and then all of a sudden my brain fills up with like fuzzy. Is like the monkey clamping the, clamping the symbols together? No, there's like, no <laughs> monkey like that in my head, Jeff. That's horrifying. No, but it's like your brain fills up with like, like little fuzzy fireflies and then you can't think about what you were thinking about, and that's mm-hmm. what Nargles do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I get that. So you believe in the Nargles? I think they're they're out there. I think the fest yeah, the Thestrals are, are Thest- really cool. Thestrals are beautiful mm-hmm. and it's like such a tragic idea, you know, that there are these like beasts that can help humans, but you can only see them if you've suffered greatly. And right. It's kinda sad, but but they you know, they obviously exist in the hairy world. It's an interesting idea. Ha- house elves are, are another thing because now we're we're seeing completely like we bring in this whole subplot that was really cut out of really cut out of the movies. They really only brought the house elves in, like, very, very little. Like, Dobby was only in the second movie, and he was in the seventh movie, but he was in the books a lot more. Yes. There's a whole house, a free the house elves thing in the fourth fourth book that was really cut out of the movies. Yes. Because, the you know, the house elves Mine are very magical. Very big on freeing the house elves. Yeah. She felt that they were treated like slaves, which they They, they really were, yeah. Um, you know, but so they were, they're kind of like a hybrid of, like, a critter... And a, and a slave, but Dobby Dobby loves Harry and will do anything to help him, which is kind of like a puppy dog. Um, once Harry saves him from the horrible, horrible Malfoy family. Yeah, we're a bunch of jerks. Yeah, they really, really are. They're awesome. jerks at Hogwarts. Pretty much <laughs> with fancy hair. Yeah, real fancy hair. Fancy. <laughs> But anyway... So, so uh, another thing about Critters and Harry Potter are the familiars. So right. each kid really is given, like, a a, a critter to take care of. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool, because, like, Harry is owl. Ron has we... grown up with this rat scabbers for his whole life, to, just to learn that it was... Not a rat. Nope. 
It was Peter Pettigrew! <laughs> the evil, creepy Peter Pettigrew, played by Timothy Spalding, who's amazing. He's and great. Really scary. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then obviously Hermione has smashy face cat Crookshanks. Yeah. Crookshanks awesome. is awesome. Smashy face. Smashy face cat. You want a Crookshanks so bad. Yes, I do. I love those smashy face cats. Scarfy. Miserable things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and Neville had his toad. Yeah. Yeah. So they all had their little critters, you know, as a way to like teach them. Things. Things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- it, it, it's great. There was the hippogriff, too, introduced in right? Prisoner of Azkaban. That's an amazing creature that's mm-hmm. able to, you know, save Sirius Black from being killed and also save its own little creature life because it bit that stupid Malfoy brat. I'd like to screw that, that guy. Malfoy brat. Yeah. But, um, and then he had his daddy go, you know, and try to the, axe have it, him, have yeah. him put to death. And Time Turner. That's a bunch of crap. So anyway, he ends up being free, which is pretty cool. We saw, and then you also have a fox, the beautiful phoenix who, Dumbledore falls to ashes and then rises from them like phoenixes do, and then his tears have magical properties. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking. Saves Harry, but then when Mm -hmm. he comes back and he's like so tiny, it's really lovely. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a a short roundup of. Some Harry Potter critters that we really like. Indeed. Obviously, that could be in its own podcast. Yes, there's plenty more series to talk of about. more. And then there's going to be that whole movie, which looks really cool, right? Too. Which we kind of riffed on the name for yes, this anyway. For this, so yeah. yeah, the movie looks great. I think it's awesome that she's still, you know, still done with it. You know, she went and like wrote, she wrote another book under her name, and then she yes. wrote another book under a pen name, right? Two books under a pen name. Yeah, I what only was read that? the one. There's one called The Cuckoo's Calling, which I love J.K. Rowling so much because last week she put up, I guess, on Twitter um, rejection letters that she got for The Cuckoo's Calling because she published it under a pen name. Yeah. So they didn't realize it was her and yeah. <laughs> they didn't want her book, even though she's J.K. Rowling. It's kind of awesome. Um, yeah, I really love her. Um, but yeah, so she did that one and she did um, the one that I read and I can't, I think it's called A Vacancy or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's but the was, one. Was, that was, was under good. her name though. She didn't it was very dark. Yeah. Um, but it, but it was good. Um, you know, not, I didn't like it as much as Harry because the, the characters were not friendly or, or you know, loving people. The only person I liked was like the teenage boy, which of course, like probably a little bit of parallel to Harry there, but but still. Anyway, but she's a fabulous writer, and you should check out her books anyway. And um, and I'm excited that she, yeah, she has like some Harry stuff that she's and she put up she wrote the website. screenplay for the the Fantastic Beasts and Where to yes. Find Them and, and and plays that are playing in London right, right now. Right, yeah, she wrote that. that are, yeah, um, that's yeah. awesome, and she wants to you know keep doing keep doing it because like yeah. some other people might be like, all right, you know that chapter's closed. I want to do something else. Like Suzanne Collins is a good thing. Like you know she's like Hunger Games is over. I want to want to move on kind right, of thing, but. Right. You know? But, I mean, there's so much more to say about Harry, I feel like, than the Hunger Games. Because where they left it off the Hunger Games is kind of like... I don't want to know. I don't, I don't want to know anything. We Katniss with her family. That's good. I don't want to see what, what happens next with the Hunger anyway, Games. Anyway, we were I'd talking about critters. Mm. There's a cat in the Hunger Games, too, which is, you know, obviously oh, Primrose's cat. Yeah. Um, who, you know, Katniss yells at when Primrose is gone. But yeah. that cat's pretty funny. I mean, because he always shows up to cause trouble and, you know, delay people from getting where they're supposed to, but also he's there at the end to be there for Katniss when she misses her sister dearly. And... Way more involved in the books, too, than, like, they yes. completely cut the cat out of the first book. Yes. It was in the second one, yeah, but... Yeah. There's there's another cat in sci-fi. So there you go. Um, Let's shift gears and talk about 
Sasquatches! Yeah, you got Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, uh-huh. a really great movie I used to be obsessed with when I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. the Henderson family goes camping, comes home with Harry, and he's a big Sasquatch that makes a giant mess out of the shower and eats all the food in the fridge. And uh, But he's very lovable, and he's kind of like a family pet until they sort of realize that he can't fit in in their house because the neighbors are asking who he is. So they yeah. have to bring him back to the woods. But for the time being, they have a really great time with Harry, and he's a good sort of family member and pet. Very loving. Yeah. Just happy to be there. Happy-go-lucky, you know. Now, you wrote you wrote a story in our in our book series. It's actually in the the third book, Prison Dead Volume 3. Yep. Where sassy sassy sassy. Jed and we actually, you know, we we take Ginger, our character Ginger from being a villain and we kind of have this like bro trip with him and Jed and they go right. camping. Yes. And they go Sasquatch hunting in in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is where we grew up. Right. Where no one has ever seen a Sasquatch. No. But it's funnier that <laughs> They find a Sasquatch very close to their homes. And yeah, he's pretty much like right in the woods. Yeah, he's yeah, right like they walk like half an hour. And, and, but you know what? They're drunk and they share their white Zinfandel with the right. Sasquatch, and they have a great night because they can speak Sasquatch when they're that. Drunk. But the, the Sasquatch re, uh, drinking the white Zimp. This comes from something you were a short story you wrote in. When in I was college, in college, in undergrad, yes, because right. there was an article in the Weekly World News about Sasquatch enjoying beverages, and I thought, you know, everybody always had White Zinfandel at college parties, so I thought it'd be great if, you know, Sasquatch was super into White Let's Zinfandel. get girl drunk! Yeah, like, that was the like, line. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, so Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, I really miss that movie, I, I should watch it again, because I loved it when I was a little kid. Sticking on the, the, the topic of our books, though, like, uh... Squirrels are a very recurring theme in, in our in our books. But I mean, they're not pets. No they're evil, evil, evil squirrels. rats with fancy. Tails. We encourage you to to go to our website prisondad.com and go under free stories and look at October's free story, which is called the Squirrelicane. Yes, we read this live at um, Chessie. Con and got a lot here. of a lot of laughs Just and a lot of feedback. We wrote it together. Yeah, and yes. so it's basically about a. Um, a hurricane of squirrels that de- descends upon the greater Lehigh Valley and how well, yes. our characters are fighting to survive these red-eyed evil squirrels. Yeah, it's a fun time. We read it again the other day and I was still laughing at it, so... It, yeah, it's still it's still one of my favorite. Fun. And I have an outline, or just some notes of what's going to happen in Squirrel King 2, The Revenge. I also have a story about squirrels in book two, which yeah. is my little riff on uh, how much I love Alfred Hitchcock, but instead of birds, it's squirrels. Um, but anyway, on to more creatures in science fiction. Facehuggers. Yes. Not pets. No. Not even you in the slightest. You could not safely have one of these in your home. Even no, if I... you had them in a cage, they're even more dangerous, you know. Because the facehugger, and we're talking about face, for aliens, obviously. So so a couple things bother me with facehuggers. First Pythons. off, I thought we were going to learn the origin Ferrets. of the facehugger. Really? And we didn't. No. No. In Prometheus, they just kind of, they were just kind of in the jar, you know, in the eggs, and they, they were just kind of there, yeah. like, yeah, we were kind of like, you know. But like, yeah, like, not so, really. Yeah, like, there was that one thing in the cave that yeah. was like a, the vagina monster. Yeah. That it kind of, it kind of <laughs> like ate that guy's face. Right. Like, it latched onto him. But, but it wasn't it was a real face hugger. No. Yeah. But yeah, and then different things happening, like, you know, so I guess it's when. The different DNA gets mixed of the different creatures is possibly where the, yeah, the facehugger... Yeah, that face they hugger. mix it up and... 
Because that that one that came out of the guy's belly kind of was like almost humanoid, but it well, was that a looked alien like the yeah, that looked too. like the yeah. xenomorph they call it. Right. Yeah, the yeah. the straight up alien creeper. So you know, the, evil, so the thing with the, with the face hugger here is that it it'll latch on and it'll shove its thing down your throat. Whoa! Sounds like a frat party. Just like, kidding. Hey, oh. <laughs> And it and it it chews on you for a while and then it then it dies, yes. Because it's 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 mixing its DNA with yours and it, and then it Ew. dies. And then you know, remember the guy just he just kept eating and eating and eating. Like, I'm yeah. So hungry, so hungry, and then it popped out of his chest, uh, ah, running around the space station, and then yeah, grew into the, the xenomorph. And yeah, yipes. And then, uh, yes, yeah, stowed away. So you want uh, you don't want to give your grandma a face hugger for Christmas. That's not a good pet. Yeah, or grandchild. No, or kids, or anyone, friends. That you like, yeah, no. I can think of someone I would give one to. But then the problem is that they'd just be multiplying. And yeah, just, there'd be let's more just, of no. them. Listen, just say no to face huggers. Yeah, no, yeah. no face huggers in the home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of other animals you don't want in your home, there are these spiders from arachnophobia. I love this movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. It is, John yeah. John Goodman's hilarious in it. Yeah. Um, you know, these spiders accidentally um, travel with a cadaver in his, um, well, I guess it's, it's his casket, but really it's just sort of a pine box. Yeah. Um, when he gets bitten in um, South America. South America, yeah. In the jungle. And so they come back to, what is it? It's rural Pennsylvania, I feel like. I feel like you're right. Um, you know, and this hapless uh, veterinarian that's just moved into town um, is trying to treat the local uh, pets and farm animals, and everybody's getting bitten by these really wicked spiders with super strong venom. And um, they're not they're not good pets, you know? I, they come in the shower with you. They hide in your slippers, you know? They don't have any respect for anybody's privacy, these these spiders. You know, Casey hates they, spiders. And they just, they bite you and then you're done. You have very little time. You know, they, they could sneak into your popcorn when you're trying to have a snack and watch Jeopardy. It's very dangerous. It was shot in California. Oh no, it is California. Oh, it's Cal... It's, I, I know they go back to California, but I thought that... We're Googling. Yeah, because they, they moved back to San Francisco at the end. There's no Pennsylvania in the Wikipedia article. Okay. I haven't seen this movie in probably ten years. Maybe even more than that. Yeah, okay, so they're saying it's another town in California. Okay, well, mm. whatever. I haven't seen it in a long time. I just knew it was like more of a rural town. But there's like trees a lot, don't they? And there's a lot of tall San Francisco. trees. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But anyway, so don't have the... There are a lot of spiders. spiders yeah. in your house. That's a bad idea. It's a, a or bat. even in the farm house behind your, the barn behind your home. It's Spiders are just not not, not good. Very good. Do you remember when I moved into my house? When I first moved into my new house, like yes, three years and ago. Your spider friend that scared the crap out of me that lived on your. The complex. spider was like the size of my fist. It was angry, and it had like it had like weird markings on its spider butt. So we like looked it up online. Yeah, we found we googled it and we found it, and then so I, I sprayed all around the front door, and we didn't see it. We didn't see it out front for a while. And then I'm, I'm mowing my lawn, and I'm bringing, like, the lawnmower back to the garage to give it a charge, and I, like, walk into this spider web that I, like, I had a shower to eventually get off me. It was so thick. And then, like, the next day, or that night, Kristen's going out to her car, and the giant spider is there. It's, like, lurking above her car. Yes. 
Yeah, and I also saw at the um, Norristown train station that this the same kind of spider had spun a web on somebody's truck during the day at work, and it was climbing up the side of his truck. And I was like, yo, that's not okay. No, no. I don't like that. So anyway. And we, we hit it with stuff, and it didn't die. Eventually no. sprayed it with toxic chemicals. Yeah, and it was an We high-fived, and yes. the credits rolled. and yes. And one time my Sookie tried to eat a spider and I and I was crying and really upset, but she spit it out and I stomped on it. And I swear it was like the size of my foot, but it wasn't really. <laughs> I had a cat that loved these spiders too. But anyway, yeah, you know, there was an old lady, you know, who swallowed a spider and I would not advise that anyone do that. That was like a song from when I was a little kid. It was <laughs> horrifying and scary. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, more gross, disgusting creatures in sci-fi. Princess Bride. The rodents of unusual size. R-O-U-S. They, you know, she, she, Buttercup, did not believe that they existed, Mm -hmm. but, you know, Wesley tried to tell her, and then all of a sudden, there you go, big giant rat, totally disgusting, long, greasy tail, coming at you and trying to bite you. No thanks. No thanks. No R-O-U-S's. No. Look, the rats in New York are big enough. Pizza rat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pizza rat. That's what happens. You're in New York, you know, trying to enjoy a slice of pizza. Those rats are so big. They're like Master Shredder. They're just going to walk right up to you and... Or no, Splinter. Splinter's the rat, right? Yeah, Shredder's yeah. the Shredder's bad the bad guy. guy. Splinter's the rat. Well, anyway, they're like Splinter. They're just going to walk up to you and grab your pizza. They don't even care. Walk around. Put on a trench coat. Hide around. I was in New York about... Five years ago, it was the last time I was there, and and I I just I like forget I just forget the size of the rats. They're and we're like leaving the show. The size of babies. We went to like the sick of it all twenty fifth anniversary show, and like we're we're leaving the show, and like there was and it was just like holy beep, <laughs> like yeah. there were like just just massive size gi- of house cats. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger than Kylie. Horrifying. Yeah, it's like ugh. <laughs> ugh. and that's not even science fiction. That's reality. That's real. <laughs> so Star Trek, you know, we we have our our share of of critters in Star Trek. Not not so much as as you know Star Wars, but uh, um, those whales. Just kidding. <laughs> That's the only one you know. That is like the only because yes, <laughs> they played it all the time on cable. It was, when I was on a kid. all the time when yeah, we were kids. Voyage Home was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, we saw like Farpoint Station. The Next Generation pilot was a giant, you know, space critter. Um, there was a bunch of, you know, the Enterprise, um, Next Generation Enterprise, I felt like ran into a lot of like, like space bearing critters. But the most famous critters of all in the Star Trek universe are the Tribbles. Mm-hmm. Because here we are, all they do is just eat and replicate. They're born pregnant, Whoa. as Dr. McCoy said. Wow. They're not even getting spicy. They just like, multiply when you even get near them like like in mm-hmm. uh what was her name in bellatrix's uh vault oh right in harry potter yeah there's a good joke about anything. that in volume four <laughs> yeah where the bacon multiplies yeah um multiplies. so yeah the the triples you know the, they had the grain shipment on the enterprise and it was before food replicators obviously and they the the triples were just eating and multiplying eating and multiplying and they Sounds saved like the day time. But Transporting them all over the place. I think that's what happens station. down south. Just oh! Mama June! Mama June! So, uh, yeah, lots of great critters in um, Star Trek, but that's probably the most famous one we can really, really touch on. And then right. we'll close this out and we'll be talking about 
a movie we loved. It was called Zomb Beavers. Zomb Beavers. They were zombie beavers that ate, you know, new, like it was like radioactive waste. Yep. So it was, it was they great. Just started nomming on people. Yep, nomming on people. It was, it's a really water. fun time. John Mayer has a cameo. Yeah. In it. It's a very silly movie. If you it have it totally to should it. be a, like a Saturday sci fi movie, but the, it's great that it's not because it was totally gory or, you know, it's on yes, Netflix. It it's on streaming. You can just go go yeah, check it out. Universe. And it ends with a great, this isn't really too much of a spoiler alert, but it, it ends with a great nod to the, how the next movie might be called Zom Bees. Because they were like bees that were Zombies. that were infected. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bees already cause enough trouble. Mm -hmm. At least beavers are mostly kind of innocent, but, you know. Yeah. Zombie bees, that's scary. That's scary, because I hate bees. Yeah. Like, like squirrels are to Kristen as bees are to Jeff. That's mm -hmm. like the SAT question. Okay, yeah, yeah. fair. Mm -hmm. and clowns are to both of us, yeah. Yeah, clowns. Clowns. Um, we saw some zombie cats. Yes. In, in um, Scout's, Scout's Guide, Scout's to, the Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. They're great. They're really scary. This old lady turns into a zombie, and she is like old lady, like old cat lady with a whole bunch of cats. And they go in to like get something out of her ha house, and all the cats have turned into zombies, and they start attacking and pouncing. It's pretty hilarious. Pretty, pretty funny. And uh, we, you know, we saw the most notable place that I can remember really seeing zombie dogs is in um, you know Resident Evil. I'm thinking more of the games than the movies. I mean, they're in the movies too, but the, you know, the games are, are so much better. We. You have the zombie dogs, and, you know... Yeah, the closest they're... I've ever seen to zombie dogs in a movie that I can think of, anyway, is the le like the TV show The Leftovers, where the dogs have gone all crazy, but they're yeah. not really zombies. No, they're, they're not just zombies. Like they're evil just, dogs. They're just evil, yeah. Like, angry for mm -hmm. no reason. There were Hulk yeah. dogs in the Ang Lee Hulk movie. And obviously, I totally forgot to remem remember to say Cujo. I can't believe Cujo! I knew I was going to forget something. Yes! So Cujo is one do. of the greatest horror dogs ever. You know, he's a great horror character. He's right up there with Jaws, who, again, is another angry critter of sci-fi and horror films. Um, but, yeah, Cujo uh, got bitten by a bat uh, who had rabies when he was out, you know, chasing a bunny. And he is a happy, sweet family dog that turns into a vicious monster that... Um, harasses a woman who's stuck in a car that's broken down with her child for a few days. And it's really scary stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, so. is God Godzilla isn't... I don't think Godzilla's a critter. He's big. Mm, I mean, he was maybe. a little lizard, but then there's... Yeah, he turned it. Yeah. But then someone flushed him down the toilet and he turned it. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. <laughs> happened in some other horror movie I watched when I was a little kid. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, Godzilla's a critter. Kinda, he's a critter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, especially in the new Godzilla, where he's like there to help people. You know. Yeah. It's kind of a friend. Friend. Manager. Friend. Yep. For Walter White. <laughs> but anyway, so, so that's just a little roundup of some of our favorite sci-fi and horror monstery critter. Right. Yeah. Right. There's a movie called Critters too, as well. But what are we gonna talk about? Tremors. Aliens. Um, tremors are basically it's, tremors are definitely not that, pets. They're no. probably prehistoric earthworms that, yeah. that harass and try to kill Kevin Bacon. Yeah. So you know, can't say that I you know haven't tried to do that myself. <laughs> and this is going on the internet with me saying that. <laughs> Until next time, make sure you check out our our website prisondad.com. We have free stories. We have podcasts. We have 
We have put all of our free stories into a book, which is coming out very soon. We're going to finish editing it tonight. Yep. It's going to be called Things and Stuff Collection 1. Yes, because some of our readers did not want to try to read things on PDFs online. They wanted a book, so yeah, we're so happy to accommodate. We, yep. we had a fun time writing these stories. And yeah. Originally, they were just meant to be like a few pages long, but we went a little <laughs> yeah, they were. crazy. And now they're full stories, and people probably will enjoy reading them. So, so definitely check out The Squirrel of Cain. We're going to keep them... Fr- we think we're going to keep them free for now. We don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, so they might stay free online. Squirrel Cane, though, was our favorite in in reading them all again. That yes, was definitely it's really um, a fun fun story. I can't wait to to write the sequel. So you know, yeah. definitely not going into space to stop the Squirrel Cane, though. That is definitely not Jump going to happen. Jump in the shark! Jump in the shark! But anyway, you know, best of luck to you out there in finding your own familiars or other sci-fi critters. Um, but again, you know, keep in mind that. Angry sharks and zombievers and um, arachnophobia spiders are not the best house pets. No. Yeah. Get a cat that likes to be a scarf. Yeah. (laughs) Or some cute pug mixes. Anyway, until next time. May the force be with you. Friends.